the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. In one hour, we will speak with Buck Bramlich. He is with a veterans organization. No better way to honor veterans than to speak to one and speak to one who advocates on behalf of others. Veterans Day tomorrow, special deals around town. We told you about those yesterday. We'll cover them again during the show today. You can take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Download the answer app yourself. Search 989-FM, the answer in the iTunes and Google Play Store. I'm told that I'm on camera on Facebook backslash The Hooli Show. Is that correct, Mr. Aaron Light, producer of the show? That's right. You Fantastic. are. Well, I hope that I uh, I hope that I uh, do well uh, on camera, but if you want to watch on Facebook, you can. And does that mean, Aaron, that people can interact with you on Facebook and pass a question along to me, or uh, sure. I guess maybe I should put the Facebook page up and... Check it myself. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, You'll great. see on there we have three cameras. We have one straight on on Bruce. We have one kind of corner cam of the entire studio. Yes. And then we have one in here on me. Oh, boy. Watch out. Careful. No nose picking. No eating during the show. No drinking. Let's keep it professional. But I want to thank Ryan and you and Alan Rogers and everybody else here at the station who made this happen. And a hat tip to the uh, Hugh Hewitt folks, too, because they kind of leaned on us to get the studio to look a certain way for my uh, subbing for Hugh yesterday. So that was fun. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all of those of you who uh, conveyed kind words on me sitting in for Hugh. And I want to thank Hugh. He apparently shouted me out today a couple of times. So good for him. He was in a good mood. The Browns beat the Bengals. So he was in a good mood. Uh, I'm never in a good mood when I see a headline like this. Columbus faith leaders and community activists are preparing for a protest Wednesday as Ohio lawmakers plan the first vote on a bill attending to crack down on rioting. So the faith, quote-unquote, leaders are joining with community activists. At least the protest, they say, will be peaceful. Although, you know, the riots in the summer of 2020 were said to be mostly peaceful. I saw fires and people murdered. And lots of property damage. Didn't look too peaceful to me. Not too peaceful if you were in the midst of it. Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand today. He didn't look very at peace with the trauma that he suffered in Kenosha, Wisconsin, trying to do a good deed by keeping businesses from being burned and vandalized. So these quote-unquote pastors are against a measure that would invoke penalties for rioting. They are against that. And one of the organizations that has joined in this protest at the Statehouse is the Ohio Council of Churches. Now, said many times, Democrats try to win on language. Very often things mean the exact opposite of what Democrats say 
they mean Antifa. This is the nonsensical, ridiculous defense Don Lemon gives for Antifa. Duh, Antifa means anti-fascist. Well, that's what they want you to think it means. That's not what it actually means in the way they conduct themselves. So I'll read to you right here off the website, Ohio Council of Churches, a heretical organization, if ever there were one. The Ohio Council of Churches identifies challenges and changes the values, structures, and behaviors that perpetuate systemic racism. Okay, so they're buying into the lie that America is systemically racist. Education and activism is necessary because racism remains embedded in every level and sphere of society. It functions to produce and maintain exclusionary levels and spheres of unfavorable influence in policies and practice. Garbage. 100% garbage. That's a lie. Lying is against the Ten Commandments. The Ohio Council of Churches is perpetrating and perpetuating a lie. So anybody, any church who partners with the Ohio Council of Churches is a church I would get out of as fast as I could possibly get out of there. Every agenda item of the left, if traced back to its root, is ordered in a disrespect and a disdain for the sovereignty of God. It just is. You don't have to be a churchgoer. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a believer for that statement I just made, that all leftist policies trace back to a disdain and disrespect for God to be true. The truth of God does not need to be acknowledged by man for it to still be forever true and applicable to our life on this planet. As everyone will find out at some point in time. The effort to push transgender ideology in our society and in our schools is at its root a way to undermine God's sovereignty. God ordains, designs you from before you are born. And for you to say, ah, bad luck. I was born with a male anatomy, but I am in fact supposed to be a woman. Well, that is at its root denial of God's sovereignty, because a sovereign God, an all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God, cannot be that kind of God and make mistakes in the design of any human being. If he makes mistakes, he's not infallible, he's not all-powerful, he's not all-knowing. Okay, so that is why the left prizes and pushes and perpetrates transgenderism on everybody. You see it in many different ways. It's been A long, slow slog. The distance in my own life that I have traveled to get away from what I want to be is never, or at least very rarely, a giant leap away from the kind of person I want to be. It's always a progressive journey of a thousand tiny steps, little compromises that I make along the way. And that's a strategy the left has borrowed. 
in the 1960s, the Great Society, Lyndon Johnson, sounded great when he said, you know, let's, uh, let's lift the poor out of poverty. Let's just give them money. Let's give them welfare. Sounded great. People went along with it. People lauded it. Joe Biden wants to emulate it. The Democratic Party now, they can't wait to magnify the handouts, the freebies, not just limited to poor Americans. Let's give it to everybody, anybody who can come across the border. And why would we deny anybody from coming across the border? But what have the result of those policies been? Explosion of the single mother rate. Explosion of poverty. How much? How many, how many trillions of dollars have we spent in the war on poverty? I mean, we... You think we got humiliated in Afghanistan, and we did. We've never lost a war as badly as we've lost the war on poverty. Poverty's like Father Time. It's undefeated. Maybe why is that? Oh, couldn't be because Jesus said the poor will always be among you. And by the way, if you are a Christian, you are to service and serve the poor. That's how God designs the poor to be taken care of, is by people who he has blessed as a way of serving others. Comfort others with the comfort that you've been given. No, no, no. The Democrats, the Democrats, oh, they want to comfort. They want to comfort with the tax money they take from you and me. They're not giving any of their own. No, 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 no. Why would they do that? I have all these people over here I can take from to give. That's justice to a Democrat. It's a bunch of garbage. Because why? It conflicts with God's moral law. And what's the whole expansion of school, free pre-K, free child care, free community college? What's that all about? Is that because, hey, man, education is the way to go, and education is your way forward, and we're going to give you a great education? No. It's indoctrination. It's indoctrination into whatever they want. Social-emotional learning, comprehensive sex education. America is a systemically racist country. Ultimately, it's about having more access to and influence over your kids to overwhelm whatever you're trying to teach them at home with a preponderance of different ideologies that they're teaching them at school or at daycare. Yeah, I know, it sounds nefarious. I know you could say, what size is that tinfoil hat you're wearing there, Bruce? But I believe this with all my heart, and I think the diminishing of our country, do you like stories that come across your news feed? Like the guy shot in the head and murdered at the on the while sitting on the red ball drinking coffee at Target? Do you like shootings at Polaris Fashion Place? Do you like matching last year's record murder murder total in the city of Columbus by November the ninth of the following year? That was supposed to be all pandemic related. We're coming out of the pandemic. We're still having people murdered at a record rate. Are these policies, is this distance that we're walking away from the kind of acknowledged right way and wrong way to do things that we shared, the values we shared as Americans in the 70s and 80s? Are we a better country now? Are we even a serious country now? The first female four-star admiral 
in the Navy is a guy? Are we a serious country? You can't be a serious country and walk away from common sense. And common sense is a matter of conscience, and conscience is what God builds into every human being. So I don't mean this to be like an overly religious um, discourse, but to me, you cannot look at any of the failures in our society now, in a public space. You can't look at them, whether in the schools, whether in our communities, and crime, and whether that's at the national level with Policies that Democrats prize but clearly do not work didn't under Obama, do not under Biden, but were fully reversed under Trump. And, oh, look at that. The economy boomed. And our allies enjoyed the power that we have and our enemies feared us. (laughs) It's, It's like... They don't want you to believe that your eyes work, whether it was on Trump, whether it's on Kyle Rittenhouse, whether it's on the right way to order our schools. They want you to deny reality. And ultimately, the denial of reality is a denial of a sovereign God. Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand, Kenosha, Wisconsin. He claims self-defense, killed two people who he says were threatening his life, shot another. All three of the people he shot are (laughs) really dangerous, really bad people. Doesn't mean they deserve to be shot. Doesn't mean they deserve to be murdered if they weren't threatening Kyle Rittenhouse's life first. He broke down on the stand. They had to take a break. Here is a portion of Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony where he becomes very emotional describing the events of that night. Once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and... Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side, um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski, and there were <laughs> there were. <laughs> And please don't talk about the case during the break. Read, watch, or listen to any comments. So, very emotional. Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, his mother in the audience, she's very emotional as well. Um, I know there'll be some knucklehead on pick your network, CNN, MSNBC. Ah, uh, clearly, he's acting, fabricated emotion, shameless attempt to try to get himself exonerated. You know that's coming, right? It's absolutely positively coming. Uh, That appeared to be genuine to me. Uh, Look, the kid made a mistake. He has no business being in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But I don't know anything about Kyle Rittenhouse's background. 
could I see a way that a young Bruce Hooley might have done what he did? I mean, when you feel like your society is crumbling around you, the world that you want to grow up in, the world you want your kids to grow up in. I don't know if he has a father. I don't see a father in court right there. I don't really know anything about this young man. Other than I know he made a, a, a bad mistake. No 17-year-old should be armed with a rifle or whatever weapon he had that night. No 17-year-old should go and try to inject himself into a volatile situation like that. But there's a part of me that, I got to say, I admire the selflessness. Answering a call where you feel like the police are either powerless or stripped of the power that they have to defend businesses. And again, it's, it's vigilantism. But I don't know what kind of value system this young man was raised with. Maybe he was raised that you go in the, and you defend the defenseless. And that if people have worked hard to build businesses and build lives, and he perceives Antifa, BLM, and any other protesters that night, as waging war against the way of life that he has known and admired, he has envisioned for his adulthood in the United States of America. I don't know that Kyle Rittenhouse is a whole lot different than I am. I've struggled with this issue. You know, people say, you got to get a gun, you got to be ready, you got to be. And, you know, as a Christian, I don't know that. I don't know how to sort that out. It's a complex issue. I'm not going to think it through out loud and work through it here on the radio. I'm just saying I look at Kyle Rittenhouse and I watch the videos and I hear the people who were supposed to be giving testimony to put him behind bars and they exonerate him on a self-defense basis. And so his willingness to take the stand to tell his story, that's a huge, huge legal risk he's taking. You have to have some understanding of how dangerous defense attorneys view a client testifying. It is it is rarely done. Rarely done. But I think in this case they made a correct judgment that for Kyle Rittenhouse to have the best chance of being exonerated of the crimes he's accused of, the jury needed to hear from him. And they indeed heard from him today. And I don't know how you could look or hear that testimony and not think that he's genuinely still and likely always will be deeply emotionally impacted by the events of that evening. This is why it's so deplorable to me that these fake Columbus faith leaders are part of a protest today at the Ohio General Assembly protesting against House Bill 109, which is called the Ohio Law and Order Act. Yeah, we can't let that get out of control. Law and order, woo, that's a bad thing. Doesn't do anything to limit your right to peacefully assemble and protest. It does, however, stipulate penalties for rioting, looting, disorderly conduct, and it allows cops to sue individuals who, and I love this, organize support, or engage in rioting. Yeah, if you're going to throw a rock at a cop, oh, it's not a rock, Bruce. It's a can of soup. I was on my way to the food pantry at 10 o'clock at night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.